You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Well, a day after tender tycoon Edwin Sodi was defending himself at the state capture inquiry, explaining a slew of payments to politicians over a period of six years, the multi-million rand transfers, including references to ministers and deputy ministers and the ANC, the hawk swooped and arrested uh, the man who occasionally, it's alleged, pays the Latuli House salaries on month end. And one investigative journalist who should be applauded is Peter Louis Myberg, the author of two books on state capture and gangster was the one that detailed Sodi's links to the ANC's uh, SG, Ace Magashula and others. Peter Louis, welcome. You were ridiculed, you were insulted, some even threatened to burn the book. So certainly plaudits are in order. Just take us back. Who is Edwin Sodi? Hello, Michael. Good evening to your listeners. Edwin Sodi is a pretty high-flying, successful, hunting-based businessman who is in the engineering consultant space. So... They would be involved in kind of these mega projects for the likes of the Hopping Department of Human Settlements, the National Department of Water and Sanitation. These were just some of the clients that Sodi had before in around 2014. They kind of moved on to new pastures, as it were, and started exploiting some opportunities in a free state in, in conjunction with a, a business partner, Mr. Ibom Pambani unfortunately is no longer with us. So broadly speaking, you know, a business person who has always claimed you know, businesses operate uh, completely legally and above board and they just happen to be very successful in the, the tendering space. But of course, um, you know, the combination of, of my work in gangster state have been also you know, very revealing details emanating or, or surfacing at the Donna Commission we're certainly starting to get a picture of a company that appears to at least have, you know, allegedly secured a lot of his work by not only having very close ties to very senior ANC figures, but also by making what appears to be illicit or possibly illegal mm. gratification or payments due to some of these government officials and political characters. The deal in question is known as the asbestos deal, which was an audit um, into um, housing uh, in the Free State. And since uh, August of last year, it's received quite a lot of attention at the Commission of Inquiry into State Capture. Just what did this in, uh, this in asbestos deal entail that gives rise to allegations of corruption? Where do you believe the smoking gun lies? Yeah, look, I think, Michael, there, there are multiple smoking guns in this field. Let's just uh, quickly start off by saying that it was a tremendous and shocking waste of taxpayers' money in a province that can really ill afford to be spending taxpayers' money in that, in that manner. So they were appointed to only assess, you know, that is essentially counting at best of root houses for an astronomical figure of 255 million rand. Now, a quarter of a billion rand. And we know already this was a gigantic report to taxpayers. Now, we don't have to speculate because there's a very detailed public protective report in that regard showing how you know, only about 20 million rand of the more than 200 billion rand was actually used for the, the project cost, with the risk being pure profit. Yeah. So the, the cost overruns or you know, ripple ripple element of the story is already cause for concern. But then, of course, there's all these other indications that the senior political characters in the province in the free state were essentially in on the deal. 
and also um, were gratified or paid for it. So in, in Gangster State, I write about a spreadsheet, for instance, that Mr. Bambani, before his death, had shared with Mr. Sodi. And it, it, it certainly looks like a blueprint for bribes that was supposed to be paid to, you know, top political characters. Uh, there are abbreviations, for instance, on the spreadsheet, the likes of AM is mentioning the spreadsheet with a, a figure next to his name, a random amount. Um, what we subsequently also detailed, what I detailed in Gangster State, is that from leaked emails from Mr. Mbambani's businesses, there was a regular contact after the payment came through to the consortium that got uh, you know, paid by the Department of Settlement. Mr. Makashire's own office, his PAs and staffers, would contact Mr. Mbambani and ask him for money. And, you know, it's on black and white in one instance. They said it was on behalf of or, you know, at the request of Premier Mahashude. So certainly, you know, in terms of smoking guns or in terms of at least fingerprints of the likes of Mr. Mahashude on the deal, there would be a lot for you know, an organization like the Hawks to, to, um, mm. to probe and to look at. And uh, they would uh, quite clearly uh, be mindful of uh, ensuring that they've got everything watertight. They, uh, I'm sure, would um, not want to repeat of what happened uh, with the Estina case. Uh, and I see as well, in your book, you you detail money paid by Blackhead Consulting uh, using those acronyms to ANCTG funds. And uh, there was obviously speculation as to whether or not TG meant Treasurer General, but at the Zondo Commission, um, uh, he revealed that six million was paid uh, with Zweli Mkizi as reference. So it does go all the way to the top here. It's just uh, remarkable. This it does seem that, um, that quite a few arrests were made. Uh, Peter Louis, do you know exactly how many arrests were made today, and and who those other figures are? Yeah, so I understand that. Firstly, I think it, it's one of these might be one of those cases where they of multiple rounds of arrest. The, the first wave of arrest today, the, the list includes the name of seven people that needed to be arrested. Um, but I understand one of the individuals uh, is currently um, a frit or has kind of fled. So these are looking for a seventh suspect that needed to be arrested today. But uh, nevertheless, six of the seven have been apprehended. And, you know, they do include people who have been featured at the U.S. have been sitting in at the Zona Commission. And the likes of Mr. Sodi, uh, the, you know, the primary beneficiary of the deal on the business side of things. Also, kind of key government officials in the free state, the likes of Sintemotsi, Tim Mohesi, who was the department boss of the Human Settlements Department, the HOD. Um, you know, there, there's other kind of individuals that they are starting to nab. Um, and I, I would not be surprised if we you see a couple more arrests in, in the coming days. Now, I recall at the time, um, uh, Peter Louis, that uh, in an interview with ENCA following your book launch, uh, Ace Magashule called you a, a blatant liar and spoke of simple lies and false fabricated stories. We then had the, yeah. the issue of the ANC issuing a statement which was signed by the Secretary General which described your book as fake news. And then there was a special NEC meeting the following Monday. The ANC indicated that it would retract the statement but later backtracked due to legal considerations. It was a mess. What now? <laughs> so, yeah, that, that certainly was a lot of bluster and hot air. Um, and we, we've come to expect that over the years. But I think it's, it, it's become a very pretty thorn for the ANC to be continuously 
know, bombarded with sexual reportage, and investigative, you know, exposés, you know, detailing their leaders in government, and then even in the capacity of ANC leaders becoming embroiled or involved in, in all these kind of very dodgy deals. Um, you know, one one could have, I, I hope the broader public, you know, took those statements with a pinch of salt that was required because, you know, at the end of the day, ultimately, it's very easy to make these kind of blanket statements and say the book is a bunch of lies and it's nonsense, but anybody who was willing to, you know, devote a little bit of time to the project or to the book would have seen that, you know, it, it does reference, you know, stacks of documents and records and things. It's, it's quite frankly impossible to to go on a some type exercise of that extent and not be sued or taken to court. So and I think, yeah, there's a little bit of satisfaction in that in, in terms of the law enforcement agencies in this instance of all. Absolutely. And clearly, you know, taken note of what, what was, uh, you know, what was written in the book and, and subsequently putting indeed an infantry legwork to, to apprehend the individuals involved. Well done, uh, Peter Louis Meyerberg, investigative journalist, talking about uh, uh, a glimmer of light in the fight to restore confidence and the rule of law following these years of lawlessness and state capture.